Hey, welcome to the Thematic Podcast, Season 5. I'm Craig. I'm Daniel. And we are attempting to make good theology automatic. And the way we're doing that is by taking questions from real people, real mm-hmm. questions, and we're just sort of parsing out what it is that we n- know or think we know about what the Scripture says and what God's heart would be. Yeah. And part of the beauty of this podcast is if we decide in the midst of this conversation, man, I don't know if I know fully, mm-hmm. um, then that means we go back to studying and and learning and so this is not like us saying that we know all the answers it's us sort of in some ways even wanting to show people like what it's like to think through hard questions yeah and absolutely parse through what the scriptures might say and so yeah we do them we do them a lot just so people understand the format um season one we kind of like really kind of prepared for them mm-hmm. and now we just take questions the day of and we parse them live in front of people without any prep because that's sort of the heart of it is like you get questions all the time in life that they happen to you in real time and you have to sort of rely on you know the discipline of being in the word regularly and being around other christians in community to sort of rely on um the work that you've done um with the lord in your private time that's it Right? That's what I think we think being thematic That's what we is, believe is it is. You sp- yeah. You're spending time with God and His Word and prayer that most, you know, things when they come at you in life, you kind of know where, you know, how you're going to think through that question. Because yeah. you can't just go to the study room with every single question in life. Hold on, let me go. But, yeah. but there are some times it's like, you know what, I don't know. And so I do need to go back and study yeah. or think, think it through. So today's question is this. People say that Christians shouldn't be friends with non with non-Christians or people who keep on sinning. Mm. I'm wondering is it okay is it okay to turn my friends to Christian? <laughs> oh wow. Is it okay to turn my friends to Christian and then hang out with them? That's this is a real question. This came through Instagram. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's okay to turn your friends to Christians <laughs> if it were that yeah. easy. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 begin with the first part. Then. Okay, great. Is it okay? Let's say you don't turn your friends to Christian. Can Christians hang out, be friends with non-Christians? Mm-hmm. Okay, great question. Um, I have gotten this question quite a bit. Um, we need to just um, let's do a simple definition. I would say so. I have a bunch of non-Christian acquaintances that I'm friendly with. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say I have a bunch of very close, unbelieving relationships. But but would you say you have friends that don't believe? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, why I'm saying it that way is because of a few scriptures that are rattling around in my mind. One of them is like, do not be unequally yoked. And so in my age and stage in life, I have time for a couple of things, family and church and business. And I'm typically not in business with, or I try not to get in business with, which when we do my podcast, this comes into play a lot. And I learned a lot through this whole scenario, Mm -hmm. being unequally yoked with people who don't see the word world the same way that I see it, you know, and have the same belief structure that I have it. But um, um, you only get um, a finite amount of time and resources and you want to be yoked up or in serious relationship and trust with with other 
believers that view life. So marriage and serious relationships and trust relationships with other Christians. Can you be friends and acquaintances with unbelievers? 100% yes. That is an oversimplified answer to go fast so I can hand it back to you. Mm. That's how I view it, because of the unequally yoked scripture and then some other I thought that was just about marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) It's not. Fair enough. Yeah. It could be about... Your your any any effort so yoking is when you take two ox and you put them in a wooden thing and they work together. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely marriage, but it could be business partnerships. Business. It can be uh, any effort where you have to do work together and you're tied in some way. Nearly any contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to be going the same direction. That's right. So yeah. So is the person somebody that and you it can cause a lot of pain when you don't have the same. When you don't, you know, have the same belief of a moral center, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I approach this question, I don't know, maybe maybe the same, maybe a little different. Like, uh, on the one hand, I, I think it for me, it's two hands. Like, on the one hand, um, I absolutely agree. We need to have people in our life that are pr- pressing us forward encouraging us towards Jesus, towards truth, towards what it is that we believe, because the journey's hard enough already. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, Jesus was, and here's the exact word, friends mm-hmm. with sinners and tax collectors. Yeah, that's true. So for me, typically when I answer this question, I think basically the answer is, it depends. Yeah, Sorry. It depends on <laughs> who you are and how you are mm-hmm. and whether you're ready or not. Yeah. So I think that there's, like in the military, there's a time for somebody to go to boot camp mm-hmm. and That's a great everything else is, is gone from their life. Mom and dad are gone. Creature comforts are gone. Friends are gone. They're being stripped down to nothing and the military is building them back up to be the soldier that they're supposed to be. Yeah, that's a and great example. And then they go to war. Um, and so there's a place for boot camp, and then there's a place for being in combat. And I think that it's the same in in the spirit. If you're a brand new believer, yeah, and you just got saved, and you came out of the party scene or whatever, a sinful lifestyle, and then now you know God, I'm not sending you back. I am not counseling you to go back into that world because you probably need to go through boot camp. Yeah, for you sure. You probably need to be built up to be the I'll use the word soldier for God that He wants you to be. Yeah. But I do think that there ought to be a place in life where somebody, as they grow in the Lord, they're mature, they become a leader filled with the Holy Spirit, that if every Christian just avoided non-Christians, we're absolutely not fulfilling the gospel. 100%. Now, I do agree that there's a difference between close, intimate relationships and friends, as in evangelism and pursuing people. Yeah. But I think that there's a place somewhere in the middle there where it's like, if I am mature following God and I know who I am and what I believe, like just I'll just say me, Craig Brown, at this point in my life, as a pastor and an evangelist and a digital missionary, like if I'm not mature enough to go yeah. hang out with somebody and not be swayed into yeah. sin, but lead them instead of them lead me, then I got a bigger problem yeah. on my hands. And so I think that there should be a place where it's like, am I ready to be the leader instead of being the follower? And if so maybe God does want me to go into that friendship For sure. or that situation 
But that's why I say it depends. Yeah. Where are you at and are you ready? Mm-hmm. It, that is the, 100% the correct answer. Me, Daniel Hunt, I have lots of non-Christian friends. Um, someone who's asking this question, I would answer it like it depends, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, maybe, maybe it's easy to find it like a bullseye. There are acquaintances on the outside. I don't think you it matters at all what what their beliefs are. Then there's friends or friendships. Those are people that you know you're friendly with, you hang out with, you socialize with. And then there's that other group yeah. that you um, yeah, yeah. are spending a good amount of your time, and they have a, a impact on your life, and you share trust with. This is where that that ring right next to the bullseye where I think you should start to discern absolutely what their quality is because the Bible says that bad character corrupts good morals. Yep. Um, and that's in First Corinthians. And then you have the center bullseye, which is like long-lasting relationships, um, marriages, Co- yeah, covenants, covenant family. And <clears throat> some of those, like family, you can't control their beliefs, so you can control your time right. with them and, their input and your boundaries yep. and their input. Yeah. So that's maybe a good also way to look at it is yeah. like a bullseye. So depending on what ring they're in, that that's the level that you should care about their beliefs, you know, yeah. and your maturity. So that's maybe another way I might answer. I think it. you could say we can, you can be friendly, yeah, with anybody. We I should, mean, we be. should be, loving, we should love our enemies. Yeah, we should be loving to anybody, yeah, yeah including our enemies, which yeah. should be outside the furthest ring. Yeah, but what what sort of input from them do you allow in your life? Mm-hmm. Should depend on where they're at in your proverbial rings. Yeah, because um, yeah. I love what you said about like if you just got free from the party scene, it's not like the bottle of alcohol walks into your room. A friend brings it, you know. So like while you can avoid the liquor store or the grocery aisle with the liquor in it, likely those old party friends are gonna drag you back into it. So for a season, you may want to just avoid that scene until you're strong enough to you know, bring a handful of select people yeah. back into your life. Yeah. I think that's wisdom. And, you know, I, I remember facing this kind of question personally and getting a negative response that, uh, how do I say this? Mm-hmm. When I like really met Jesus before my senior year, and then I was actually, for the first time in my life, even though I grew up in church, I was actually discipled my senior year. Yeah. Like, and, and a real relationship was beginning with God. And then I was I was finishing my senior year, so still kind of had all those same relationships, but things were changing. Things mm-hmm. were definitely changing. Mm-hmm. I remember one specific day, I still had the same group of friends, athletes, popular kids and all that. But I remember one day we were at somebody's house and somebody put on like a, like a porn video, which is... Looking back, it's kind of so like weird. weird. Like, why would a bunch of people be looking at it together? It's so awkward. But uh, yeah, it was on. It and I remember for the first time ever in my life, because I think I actually really knew the Holy Spirit for the first time, there was something in me that's like, you can't stay here. Yeah. You have to go. So I got up and walked out of the room. And then somebody came out and they're like, what are you doing, bro? And I and I said this term that like <laughs> I don't even agree with anymore. Or I wouldn't use the term, but I didn't know what else to say. I said, oh, that's against my religion. <laughs> that's awesome. But, that's but, all you had then. Yeah, that's yeah. all I had. But what I meant was like, man, God has my heart now, and I, I can't do that anymore. I know it's not right. Yeah. And it Because it's not about empty religion yeah. and just doing rules. Totally. It's oh, about to like, go back I knew God in relationship. And do it so cool the way you could do it now. 
So there was this moment where like things were starting to shift with that friend group, yeah, but I'm yeah. still friends with them all, still hung out with them all. But I, I yeah. started to realize I can't do all the same things I used to do. And I'm like learning how to be strong. But then the next year when I went to college and I start going to a Christian college and some of them don't and some of them leave town, some of them stay in town. But I remember hearing rumors like that next year then the year after, oh, Craig thinks like he's so good now. He's mm. He's this good Christian person now. And it was like, that was never my heart to be like, I'm better than you. I'm holy. You guys are all sinners. I can't be around you. It was like, man, I love you guys. I know for me, yeah, I, this need, isn't... I need to gird my, I need to be in a place where I'm girding myself up because I know now what God's called me to, a life of being all in for him, not just yeah, service yeah. level. So I guess I just wanted to tell that story to just encourage anybody that like, you're facing that same thing of like, judgment or people are saying, well, you think you're too good. You're so holier than thou. God knows your heart. And sometimes that's like, you can't help it if people have that opinion of you. Yeah. But like, you have to do what you have to do to grow healthy in your relationship with God. That's it. It's just, no matter the sacrifice, that's number one. Jesus says, unless you love me more than your father and your mother, like you have no place with me. So the point is, I think when Jesus is talking, I have to be number one. And if I am, these other things can work themselves out. But if I'm not, you got to get rid of everything. The, the, I, I I could not agree more. That's the priority stack. Like your purity and your walk with Jesus is what needs to be preserved first. Another good scripture that could maybe describe what young Craig was walking through was he was having this realization that the heart is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm. And while you have a love for these guys, you can't stay in like the temptation zone and like you have this heart to love them and lead them. But like, dude, I can't, I can't, this isn't the environment for where my faith and listen at no point mature Craig would be in that room. Um, right. But like, maybe that's a good way to remember it. It's like, right. Your heart is going to be for that old friend group, but like, you just got to remember that your old man, your old sinful flesh wants the things that it used to want. Right. And you got to put, a lot of distance between you and that old lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, at when the time's right and you're strong again, the Lord will give you that uh, opportunity to reach those people. Absolutely. And and for me in my life, that that time came. Like, we're not all... In fact, we're not really friends, you know, but now it's been a number of years. Mm-hmm. But there was a time, like, maybe three, four, five years later where one of those guys from that group asked me to do their wedding. Yeah. And, and I felt like, man, this is an opportunity to show love to this group again. And uh, went to the wedding, and and it's like, I can love all those guys. I know mm-hmm. who I am. I'm secure in who I who I am, and they are who they are. And you know, I want to be an example, in a, you know, in that situation. But I want to address the second before this episode's yeah. over. The second part of this question, because um, and there might be other things that you want to say about this, but I had something specific. This person says, "Is it okay to turn my friends into Christian and then hang out with them?" So I think we kind of already addressed maybe that that's flawed thinking, kind of in general, like you can be friends with non-Christians and you got to really think it through. Yeah. But I think also this one, what I really felt like, now I don't know what this person means exactly, but if if it's like, okay, I have these friends that live, but, it, but if, if I get them to say, yeah, I'm a Christian and say a prayer for like 30 seconds, now I'm good. Now, oh, again, now you're Christian. <laughs> now we're all going to do everything together. I think just the label you got to be careful of just the label. And I see this in marriage too. Mm. You know, the flirt to convert or... Yeah, um, missionary dating. Missionary dating. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just the weirdest thing to me where like certain religions be it happens like, a lot you, more than you might suspect by the way yeah like unless you get baptized in this church you can't get married but if you get baptized we'll marry you but there's almost no like due diligence to see are you just like saying yes to going under the water yeah so you can marry this person and like oh i'm a i'm a blank yeah or is it like no 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 we're confirming you really do believe. Yeah. And so I think that we have to be careful of, in the same way that the way we talked about the first question is like, think it through. Yeah. Is this person, their character, their values, where they're going in life, their trajectory, is that a person that you want in your inner bullseye pouring into your life or not, yeah. no matter the title? I guess that's my point is like, just to quote, make somebody a Christian and then be friends with them or make somebody a Christian and then marry them yeah, just by title isn't doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah, it's like, you're, you're, are they really a person? You're hundred percent exemplifying right. following Jesus and the type type of person that you want and should have in your life. That's it. I mean, that is what I believe the answer is. And what's behind this whole question could be no. I don't want to put uh, motives behind this person's questions, but what I have found what is usually behind this question when people are like, wait, so I have do I have to give up my friends who aren't following Jesus or or what this person directed at or people who keep on sinning that are in my oh, sphere because yeah, yeah. that's in there too. This reminds me of anyone who wants to keep their old life and follow Jesus. That's just not quite how it works. Hmm. <laughs> you don't get to keep all the old stuff and follow Jesus. That's not the system. The system is follow me, like give up yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And I'm telling you, when you do that, the life of wonder that you'll get to live following Jesus is worth more than anything you had in your old life. Yeah, It is so much better. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, Craig, you, you were the guy that left the room and left the old friend group. I was one of the friends that got left in the room at one point in my life. My wife's brother, Andrew, went to a conference, and we were in a group of friends, and we were kind of knuckleheads and not really living for Jesus, even though we knew who Jesus was. And he kind of like got radically on fire, recommitted his life first. He was first in our group, and he was Craig. He was like, I can't be like us anymore. Now we you're just like course joking or yeah yeah we weren't like drugs or or anything like that but like we were just doing our own thing and living our own way and things like that and we were all roommates and stuff like that and he he was just like yeah i'm gonna go serve jesus and go to church and live right and just you know jesus first and he just quit being with us and just went and started going to church all the time again (laughs) and i was like did you judge him what a punk yeah were you like but but it convicted you. But I was like the other strong-headed leader guy in the group, and Andrew in his flesh thought, there's no way I'll ever win Daniel over. But then the Lord told him, no, Daniel's going to come first. And sure enough, I was like, what is Andrew breaking up our friend group? This turkey, you know? And But something just kept nagging at me that he... that. I need to look in like, ah, and man, it changed my life too. So as someone who got left in the room, my friend, when you follow Jesus, you have no idea. You know, I'm sitting at this podcast table today because someone left my room of friends, you know? And I, I mean, Jesus would have, the Bible says that he relentlessly pursues us in neither height nor death nor angels nor demon. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And he's pursuing everyone 24 hours a day. And I know Jesus would have found me eventually, but he used 
Andrew's conversion and radically chasing mm. God and leaving that friend group and telling us to our face, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go live for Jesus. That was a big turning point for me. And then that time in my wow. room, you know, those two moments were big moments for me. And so go chase Jesus and let the people see you chase him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just makes me think of one last thing that I think sometimes when we're in the place where it's like, man, I need to separate myself from these people. Sometimes when you have to have a breakup in life or you have to quit a job Mm-hmm. Um, in order to get up the courage to do it or in order to feel like you have a valid reason to do it, you have to start finding really a lot of things to be negative about mm. that are like valid reasons why yeah. you should quit this job or you should break up with this person. And then what that ends up doing sometimes is making us express those things to the person in a negative way to justify well, why we're good. leaving. Yeah. So... I say you got to be very careful of that when it comes to these friendships. Make sure that you do everything that you can to, if you need to exit or separate yourself, either forever or for a season, make sure you do it as graciously Come on. and as kindly as you can, because I think that what you're hitting on is, is so right, mm-hmm. that it's more based on principle and where what you want to be doing in life and not based on you're a bad person, you're a bad influence for me and leaving a distaste in their mouth for the Jesus that you're now following, but that, that you're, yeah, maybe making a hard line that is offensive to their flesh, Mm -hmm. but ultimately drawing to their spirit. Dude, that's so good. Let me just add a little, how Andrew did it that I thought worked so well and it kept nagging and intriguing me. He used sort of what I would call the flee, but pursue method. He Mm. would say like, listen, I kind of just don't have time for this anymore. I know I Mm. loved it all for a season, but I'm so busy pursuing Jesus and going to this thing. He went to Judah Smith's church at the Uh time and the city groups. And he's like, I just love this. You should come with me. me. Come with me as I like, it will change your life. Like we're serving, we're doing like this. So, so, so he framed it in terms of what he was going to invite you along and said, I'm leaving you. Yeah. Mm. And so that was really powerful. I'm like, no, that's dumb for like a month and a half. And then, but he just kept and watching, his transformation, it was undeniable that there was something about it, and he was happier and better, and I'm like, all right, and then I gave my life back, and here we are. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, and I've never shared that here. That was cool. And so Andrew's thing led to my moment in my room. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to send him this episode. Does he know all this? Oh, he totally knows it. Yeah. 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 But uh, but I'll send it to him. Yeah, it's great. So And now he's my brother-in-law, so I ended up marrying his sister. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So yeah, I mean, final conclusions then, I think we've kind of said it all, but yeah, think through if you're going to use the concentric ring thought or whatever, like love everybody, be friendly to everybody, yeah. evangelize and pursue people, don't completely avoid non-Christians or mm-hmm. we're not fulfilling the Great Commission, yeah. but be aware of the type of influence, are you being mm-hmm. a leader or are you being led, and those mm-hmm. deep intimate, we know everything, and they're really pouring into my life with insight and advice, I would say you should probably have be not only people that are called Christian, but people filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom. That's really good. I I think that was a perfect wrap-up. Awesome. Well, thank you for the question, whoever this was, and uh, thank you guys for joining us today on the Thematic Podcast, and if you want to get connected with us, you can find us at Mm thethematicpodcast.com or logicostministries.com or all over social media. 
And so if you have a question and you want to be on a podcast, you could submit that yeah. at Thematic And if you know somebody that might be struggling with this issue, do us a favor and share this podcast with them. That's the only way that the word gets out and the podcast grows is by sharing it. And thank you so much if you've shared it, reviewed it, or liked Appreciate it. It helps us so much. Thanks. God bless.